We are in the car of DZ Death Rays right now. I've got the two guys from the band here with me. I would love you to pick one item out of this car and talk a little bit about it. One strange item someone might not expect to find in the car of DZ Death Rays. I guess you would kind of want to find the packet of pistachios here. Okay, I've got to say, I because I've hung out with you guys a little bit before this interview, there's a lot of, um, we've got a, what, a floral print bag. These guys travel with their girlfriends, which is kind of adorable. So can you guys go against type and talk a bit about that? <laughs> well, I guess if you have your girlfriends on tour, then um, like you never have to, you never run out of shampoo or anything. You can always steal theirs. <laughs> and uh, they've been selling our merch for us as well. Mm. I'm sure that everybody can guess many of the benefits of bringing your girlfriend with you. What's one of the big headaches of bringing your girlfriend with you? I guess they're not always up for partying every night, <laughs> even if you are. <laughs> Hi, we're DZ, DZ Death, Death Race. Race. You're listening to Scott Death Wood Red on the, the interview, interview show. show. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Welcome back to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. We opened up with Dollar Chills by DZ Death Rays. I'm in the 
I want to say tour van, but I'm not. I'm in your car <laughs> with the two guys, and I would love it if you could talk a bit about that track. Which one was it? <laughs> Dollar Chills. Oh, Dollar Chills. Yeah, I mean, that song was, um, that's primarily been written from just, like, messing around with guitar pedals until I found this little wacky sound. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's actually a really simple guitar line in there. I think it's, like, two notes or whatever, three notes, and it's just, I don't know, out of that, we sort of, built this little song that um yeah I guess it's yeah just built around that that sound initially and then just sort of put the other parts together and the lyrics I guess are written kind of about um like corporate Christmas parties it's just something that I've never ever been able to do I've always like if I've had a job it's either working for a retail sort of store or like working in a government department which is completely sterile and you never you never get to you hear about all these crazy corporate Christmas parties and and like the wild shenanigans that go on, but like in government you don't get those. Everything's like you get a bottle, you don't even get to drink or anything. It's, yeah, get lunch. Yeah, I guess it's just a fun song to play. That's uh, <laughs> it's a fun I don't song know. To play we play all fun songs. It's got a like a Rage Against the Machine sort of beat to it, so I guess everyone gets crazy to it. Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. Today, I'm sitting in the car of DZ Death Rays. Guys, I would love it if you could introduce yourselves. Hey, I'm Shane. Hi, I'm Simon. <laughs> hey, guys. How's it going today? Yeah, not too bad. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Here in Vancouver. Yeah. Awesome. So let's jump in. DZ Death Rays, where did that name come from? Uh, well, the DZ part comes from our old band, which we were in together, called Denzel and pretty much that band broke sort of broke up and we went, we just kept going as a two piece and um we used to call the old one D- the DZ so we just ran with DZ because there was two of us and we just thought it was a funny name kind of sounded like a I don't know hip hop troupe or something and uh it turned out there was like a US DJ called DZ as well so we were coming over here and we were like no one knows us so we we probably should just change our name and he's been around for for ages so yeah, we just added Death Race to it, which was a song which is now called Rad Solar. So yeah, that was it. That was it. It was just you know something that had a ring to it. So I'd like each of you to answer this question: Why is it so excellent partying with this guy? With this what? With this guy? Yeah. With the other guy in the band, because you're a duo, right? Right? <laughs> I think right. with you. <laughs> yeah. It's like well, that's yet to happen. We're not drinking. <laughs> I don't know, because he always knows where the rider is. That's pretty good. Because uh, he always buys shots for everyone. Money bags. What shot would that be? Tequila. Uh, yeah, it depends what time of the night it is, I guess. After midnight, it's pretty much tequila time. Previous set, Jaeger. Nice. So, what kind of drunk is the other guy? Um, and you have to give an example. Oh, God. Sleepwalking drunk, where he will pretty much wake up in his sleep and do random sort of stuff around the house. That's the kind of drunk. Last random thing he did was? Pee on someone's wall. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess you just get hyperactive drunk. Just yeah. run around and break, break stuff. <laughs> yeah. No biscuit style. Last thing he broke was? Oh, I can't think of the last thing he broke. Probably just your own gear, pedals and stuff. That yeah. always gets broken. Okay, so it's one type of beverage the other guy drinks, and when you catch him drinking this, you know that there's going to be trouble tonight. Uh, uh, 
Shit. <laughs> I'm trying to think. What do you drink? You always drink scotch. Yeah. But is that trouble? <clears throat> it's a no, gentleman's drink. I think I'm going to say it's whenever I see you drinking vodka rebels, but one after the other, not just one to stay awake. Hmm. Then it's, yeah, it's time to party. Um, I think tequila shots. Oh, absinthe. Yeah. Absinthe shots will do it. That will do it. So, guys, can you tell me a crazy story about the last time either one of you was drinking your drink that signifies there's going to be strange times ahead? Oh, God. Uh, not really. Because <laughs> yeah. you, never, you never remember those These things. These are the hazy moments that you do not remember. You might remember being at the bar and then you wake up the next morning not remembering anything part of that. Or like you know? get, even getting home. Just yeah. wake up. It's like somehow you're able to function enough to get home though. Which is, I don't know, that's a pretty good thing to have. <laughs> you can't remember, but you can make your own way home. Hey, I'm Simon from DZ Death Rays. You're listening to Scott Wood on The Interview Show. Hi, I'm Shane from DZ Death Rays, and you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood.
and Easy Death Race. You're listening to Scott Wood on the interview show. Welcome back to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. I'm in the car of DZ Death Race. You just heard Gebby Street. Guys, I would love it if you could tell me a little bit about that track. Um, Gebby Street was primarily written as a joke song. We were like messing around, like jamming with our friend, and um, he was on some timbales, and we started writing like a funk song. And, um, and then we actually, when we went back and actually played that riff without like a, with a more distorted sound on there, we're like, it's actually kind of cool. And yeah, we, we wrote that. and it, it's just about our our friend's house um, in Brisbane. They used to have these parties that weren't like crazy or or anything. It was just pretty much like, a, you know, like a get together um, where they just listened to like hip hop and sort of drink beers and stuff. And they called them slow burners, and um, that was kind of our slow burning disco song about the slow burner party at Gabby Street. Funnily enough. Nice. Okay, so you guys, you did start as a three piece called Denzel. It's really great what you guys are accomplishing as a two-piece. So I was hoping you could talk about your choice to be a two-piece and that sort of stuff. Um, pretty much the the whole idea is like we were, we had been listening to a couple of two-piece bands and I guess we were a little bit influenced by like the sound that they were getting um, that wasn't just like a blues rock sound. And um, we really wanted to like sort of rise up to that challenge um, and and be a two-piece like primarily and not have and like do all the sound ourselves on stage like no backing tracks or anything like that and um i guess the other thing was we always thought like that uh you know everything will be 50 50 and so if we don't agree on something then you know it probably won't happen and that way no one's usually like i mean yeah everyone has to like both of us have to agree on something for it to happen so we'll usually be happy with everything that's going on in the band um, and you know, if we're both on the same page with something, then hopefully the band's going in the right direction. But yeah, I think that's pretty much it. <laughs> so can you guys talk about the last decision where neither of you have agreed, so things didn't go forward? Um, usually it's photographers that ask us to jump around and we both say no, because we've been doing that for like two years. So instead of jumping around, you do, standing we just do the standing face, <laughs> <laughs> just looking at them. We had a, f- a few experiences there where we were jumping for about two hours. And I mean, ath- like athletes don't do that. <coughs> they were getting us to do that after we played two shows in that day. And then um, we had a shoot in Sydney where the guy, like I never even got to see the shots, but the guy was making us run down <coughs> the road with cars chasing us. Like he was like, now traffic's coming, you have to run. And we had to run while these cars were coming up behind us and he's running, taking photos. And uh, yeah, we were just like, this is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> we can't do, can't do these kind of like stupid photo shoots anymore. Where you've got to exert yourself more than you do when you're playing live. Yeah, it was just ridiculous. Every time we show up to a photo shoot, the first thing the photographer would say is, "I really like your music. I like the energy. So I want to get some real energetic shots. So let's start off with jumping." Yeah. <laughs> we just be like, no, <laughs> no more. Cool. All right. Don't take this question the wrong way because I'm a big fan of what you do. If a genie came down and could give you whoever you wanted as extra members who would you choose and why mm. so this is anyone and members so you can each pick one uh, I'd have Gigi Allen as a front man that would be bad but it'd be so amazing for at least one show you have to explain who he is and why Gigi uh, Allen's pretty much I don't know he's from He. I mean he's dead now but yeah he was like kind of one of the underground punk singers who 
really sort of changed things in the way that he portrayed himself as 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 a like a, as his lifestyle. Um, and he did pretty much some of the most crazy shit ever on stage, um, only to a few people. But if you see the videos or the documentary about him, it's um, yeah, it's pretty eye-opening sort of stuff. But uh, yeah, he didn't really seem to care too much about himself, but he just wanted to shock people. So yeah, he would be a pretty sweet front man, but it would be kind of scary. I imagine it'd be hard touring with that guy. Oh yeah, he was always on the run from the police and stuff like that. Mm. Um, I'd probably get Zombie Elvis because he's the king. If you had Zombie Elvis in your band, you'd be everyone would come see you. It'd be amazing. That's true, but he might eat you. That is true, but he's kind of fat though, so I guess if you just put him on a chain, you know, you could probably get away from him pretty easily. Chain his arms to like yeah. the ceiling of the <laughs> of the stage. Yeah, and he just swings his hips around and moans. He'd <laughs> be exactly like Elvis <laughs> just before he died. Awesome choices, guys. Thanks. Wow, this car is getting hot. Oh. Steaming up in here. Yeah. Hi, we're DZ, DZ Death, Death Race. Race. You're listening Death to Death Scott Wood on, on the, the interview, interview show. show.
Hey, I'm Simon from DZ Death Rays. You're listening to Scott Wood on The Interview Show. Hi, I'm Shane from DZ Death Rays, and you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. All right, you're listening to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard The Mess Up by DZ Death Rays. I would love it if you guys could tell me a bit about that track. Jeez, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say. We wrote that one. We wrote it in like 2008. Yeah, it was like and one then of the second songs that we've ever written. It's still, we're still playing it now, but... I think it mostly because we did that film clip for it, and... DZ Death Race fans know that track quite well, though, because of the clip. Well, that's right. Yeah, that's why we still play it. Yeah. Otherwise, I think it would have been forgotten a long time ago. Probably. So, can someone quickly describe the clip? Um, it's just Shane and I sitting at a table doing shots to the clip. That is all. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Until the end. <laughs> yeah. But what happens at the end? Uh, we finish the bottle, and then everyone gives high fives, and balloons come out. <laughs> uh, I end up vomiting, and then that's it. We turn the camera off. <laughs> Short and simple. <laughs> to the point. Yeah. So, guys, your reputation precedes you, so I need at least one tale of the last bender you went on and make it as disgusting as possible. Wow. You did the last bender. What was the last bender? I think it was... When you went out with the guys from Bass Drummer Death. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, where was that? Was it Columbus? Columbus, yeah. We played this show, and... Um, uh, well, I didn't even have dinner. We just ended up doing shots at the bar for some reason. And then we went out on the town, and uh, it pretty much just ended with us. Because there's, like, another French guy on the touring, like, uh, party with us. So it ended up as he and I versing these, those guys at pool till about three in the morning. And then uh, just, I don't know, it got pretty hazy after that. That's the worst bit about Bender stories is that they're always hazy. You can't remember what the details are. Yeah. And details make a story. We uh, played a show and then we went and got drunk. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, ended up doing something else. And then someone vomited at the end. Yeah, there's always someone, someone vomiting. That's pretty much it. So yeah. I, I got to ask, where did you end up vomiting? I didn't actually end up vomiting. One of the other guys from Bass Drum did. We had to stop along the highway like three times <laughs> just to let him out so he could vomit. I think he got some on the car as well. It was a good one. Poor guy, poor car. Okay, so I read that you guys were inspired by Canadian band DFA 1979. I would love it if you guys could talk a bit about that. Um, I guess when our drummer left, when we were three-piece, we kind of just... Shane had just introduced me to that album. So we were both kind of just in... Those were, that was one of the main bands that influenced us as a two-piece. We were just like, screw it, maybe we can just become a two-piece as well. And then uh, there's other bands as well, like the Bronx and stuff that we were listening to. But yeah, I think at that point when we started the band, they were a major influence. Yeah, I think, I don't know, there was just uh, something about that album that we just listened to it like literally like every day for I think almost like two years. And it, a lot of it rubbed off. And I think before that, like I was doing a similar sort of setup with my guitar where I was running it through a guitar amp and a bass amp to get like low tones when we're doing the three-piece thing. But when um, we went to two-piece, I just, I was like, yeah, I was like, you know, this, what the bass needs is it needs to be dirty and um, and have like distortion. I guess that's kind of like the, the big similarity there is like, is that distorted bass between us and DFA. And yeah, I mean, it's just, they're an amazing band and that album is just incredible. So um, why not? It's just... Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you very much for being on the show. At the end of the show, I love the band to pick one of their tracks and talk a little bit about it as I bring up the music. So, what's your choice? 
let's do Teenage Kickstarts. It's um, a song we wrote after our first UK tour. We just got, we sort of started writing it on the on the road. Then we got it home and it completely changed, but it turned into this. We were like on tour with a band from New York called Cerebral Ballsy. And they were kind of pretty much just like full force throughout their whole 25 minute set. And um, we, yeah, we got home and we were just like, we need to just write a song that's just like intense for two minutes or whatever. And, and out of, you know, um, out of the riffs that we had came this song and um, pretty much like the lyrics behind it are just like pretty much based on The Dirt by Motley Crue, the the bio. So uh, yeah, I don't know, it's just kind of a fun song and we we play it like every every set we play it live and it's just a good one just to kind of start whipping things into shape a little bit. Yeah, just a fun punk song to play, I guess. All right, so we're going to listen to Teenage Kickstarts by DZ Death Rays. Guys, thanks for being on the show. No problems. Thanks for having us. Hi, Hi. we're DZ, DZ Death, Death Rays. Rays. You're listening Death to Scott Death Wood Death on, on the, the interview, interview show. show.